Welcome back to We're Having Fun, a podcast where we have fun. I'm Mark. Hi. Hi, I'm Krista. Hey, girl, what up? What's up, bro? <laughs> We're back for another week, and it's a special weekend today. Today? It's just <laughs> it's today. a special weekend today. Just, just today, because it is your birthday weekend. Yeah. Happy birthday. Stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, my birthday was Friday. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. We, so we got crazy, celebrated like crazy. It was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had baked a cake all weekend. (laughs) You baked a cake. Oh, goodness. But it was good. But we'll talk about that later. Oh, we will? About the cake? Oh, the cake? cake? Yes. (laughs) I thought you were talking about your whole birthday. No. I was like, oh, okay. We didn't... I didn't do anything. I just... (laughs) I mean, like I said, I baked a cake. I went and picked up my dog, and that's Mm -hmm. about it. (laughs) And you also got a very interesting gift from somebody. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> what did you get? <laughs> I got a nice little message. You from... <laughs> got a nice little message. <laughs> from... I <laughs> <laughs> try not to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> from a couple people, really. <laughs> yeah, I got a nice message from Max Goop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from Thackeray Binks. Yep. It's yep, talking yep. cat. Uh-huh. Hocus pocus. It was the best. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I got a nice little nice little uh message from Jason Marsden. Yes. The man who you just have a huge crush on all your life. I mean <laughs> Did I specifically seek out a character that he voices in Skyrim just so I could marry him? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. <Yep. laughs> Actually, <Yeah>. two. <laughs> two different characters and two different playthroughs. But that's n- neither here nor there. <laughs> it so, was yeah. very nice of him, though. I appreciate him sending that over to you. Yeah, it was very sweet. Very cool of him. So, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah. So, Thackeray Binks, finally, he sees you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Well, all right. Any new news we need to go over besides the birthday stuff? <laughs> I can't think of anything. Yeah, I don't think so. So, all right. Now I closed my notes. No, no. Okay. So, do we want to just do She-Hulk now? Sure. All right. Well, let's see. It was kind of a shorter episode this week. It was. It was. Or it seemed short. Yeah. I never really looked at what the time was on it. Yeah. And there was no after credit scene either. No after so, credits. So yeah. if you're looking for that or our opinions on that, well, yeah. I'm sorry. There wasn't <laughs> one, so we have no opinion. Part of me wonders if they like wanted to make extra episodes, so they kind of just cut one into a little more, like cut it into its own little thing, and that's why they didn't have an after credits. I don't know, but they did have like a little a little thing at the end of the episode that maybe that was supposed to be kind of their after credits, but it wasn't. Mm. They just put it into the actual episode. Maybe. I don't remember what it was. We'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, what happened on this week's episode of She-Hulk so, by the, Titania? Oh my gosh. Yeah, at the end of the last episode, we found out that Titania is suing Jen for She-Hulk, the yeah. name. She and, has it copyrighted. Yep, she has copyrighted the name She-Hulk. So this, a lot of this is just... The trial. The trial of, of She-Hulk. Yes, exactly. So yeah, She-Hulk by Titania is a beauty <laughs> product line. Yeah. That she has created. And it's like all kinds of crap. Yeah. A lot of snake oil. Well, snake venom lip, <laughs> yeah. lip plumper and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, and they even go, she and Nikki, Jen and Nikki go to, there's like, I guess she's having like a product launch kind of thing with a mm-hmm. meet and greet. And they get up there and Jen's like, you can't do this. You can't take the name. And she's like, I already did it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, get out of here. Jamila with a very Americanized accent because she's British. So okay. I was very, she's, she's nailing that accent. I never would have thought she was British just listening to her. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't know she was British. And <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I guess she did well enough. Yep. I don't have a lot of notes. <laughs> so I can't I'm like, remember. I'm like, well, what else do we talk about? Okay, well, I guess the uh, second, because usually there are two stories. Mm-hmm. And so the second story is also like She-Hulk related because yeah. it is, um, you find out, we find out that Pug is a sneakerhead. Yeah. He's trying to go get the, oh, yeah, the, Iron, the Iron Man, Man 3s. Threes. Yep. And he gets Nikki to help him out. And she's like, okay, well, I'm calling him my favorite early because I need to get some new clothes for, for Jen yeah. as She-Hulk. Because all she has is that one That one suit. suit and it's awful. Yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> so like, I mean, when she's She-Hulk, it's not bad. It's still pretty bad. Why is it bad? It's just a regular old suit. It doesn't fit her right. Does it not? No. For She-Hulk? Yes, for She-Hulk. Oh. It just doesn't fit her, her oh. body right. Okay. <laughs> so it just looks bad. It looks like it's, I don't know, it kind of looks like it's a little too big even for She-Hulk or something. Oh, wow. it's, Okay. It doesn't look good. But yeah, she does um, need new clothes for yes. sure. Yes. So Pug has a drip broker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the name? I can't remember the name of the of. His I don't broker. But anyway, that guy knows someone who makes superhero costumes. Uh-huh. So they show up at this boba cafe. Yeah. And they go in there and the guy behind the counter is kind of like, I don't know what you're talking about. But then finally, yeah. finally they get him to show um, the clothes. But the clothes that he shows are not. <laughs> it just says knockoff Avengers gear. Yeah, but it's Avengers. Avengers and Avengers. So, yeah, so. Hats and mugs and shirts. Yeah, it's not what they expected. So they're like, okay, no, this isn't it. I'd buy one of those shirts if they put them out. The shirts are actually kind of cute. I would, I would like an Avengers <laughs> with, shirt. With like the little, the cartoon versions of yeah. the Avengers because they don't yeah. look because like I think Hulk was like purple Purple or Hulk and real starry up Captain yeah. America. It would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> and they've like in the credits when they show all the cartoon kind of things there's or the drawings one of them is always like she's holding up uh, an evidence bag and there's an Avengers cup like coffee mug in there. Yeah. So I'm like, what is what is that? So now we know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but then he finally does get them to let them go talk to the guy. And they set up a consultation appointment yep. for Jen to get her some superhero clothes. So then She-Hulk cannot represent herself. Right. So they have to I get, mean, she could, but they, they don't think want it's her to. dumb. Yeah. So they get... Angelica. <laughs> yeah. What is her name? It's I have no something idea. Book. Mallory Book, I think is what that it was. That sounds right. Uh, they get her to take on her case. And so they start... <laughs> <laughs> they start the trial and they They're kinda uh, like countersuing, I guess. Yeah, they're countersuing. For it. For it. And Titania's 
lawyer or whatever, his evidence is that, you know, uh, She-Hulk, that, or excuse me, Jen did not want to be known as She-Hulk. Right. But she said it coming out of court. Yes. It's not me, never will be, I don't want to be She-Hulk. Yes. And then, of course, they showed some other evidence. Jen's legal team shows evidence of her saying, yes, I am She-Hulk now. Mm-hmm. And so I they- I don't want to be, but that's who I yes. am. So they need more evidence. So what they do is they find her dates, because of course- Yep. She has her dating profile as She-Hulk. So that's her using the name She-Hulk as, you know, as her official name. Uh, Her bio is so bad. Oh, my gosh. What was it? Mean, green, and straight poured into these jeans? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How embarrassing would that be? That whole court scene was embarrassing for her because it's just like they have all of her dates that... Yeah. That she had these awful dates with. And they're just telling their side of the story, which is not... Yeah. Not accurate. And... I had one time... I I got on Match.com once. Okay. For a while. And... Didn't really do much with it, but uh, one day one of my bosses came to me and was like, hey, can I talk to you over here just alone? I was like, oh, no. yeah. And he, he was like, hey, so how, how is Match? I saw your profile on there. And I was, no. I was curious. How, or like, no, I don't want anybody actually seeing it that I know. This is the worst day in my life. So I think I really only I had matched long enough to talk to one person and I made a joke and I never heard from that person again. <laughs> so I was like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> oh so, boy. Yeah. Anyway, on with the show. <laughs> so anyway, they're able to establish that she has been using the name. So she wins the case. Mm-hmm. And they have to recall all their products and stuff. Yeah. And of course, um, Titania's like, I'm going to get you for this. This is an over-hater. Exactly. Hater. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So then at the very end of the episode, she goes to get her new suit, which we don't see. Yeah. And then the guy also created something else for her, which we don't see. Yeah. I wonder if it's her. I don't know if I really like her She-Hulk outfit. It feels like it's going to be weird. Mm-hmm. On the show. Especially considering, like, how they've changed all the other superhero outfits for people, like, yeah. for the women. Yeah. To make them, I don't know, not quite as... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Male gaze, I guess. <laughs> yeah. At least she's just a CGI character, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, it's still weird. It's still pretty weird. So hopefully they'll give her something cool. And there were some interesting things at the guy's... Mm-hmm. shop a possible batman with the bat nipples on yes. it and you thought you saw maybe a maleficent it looked like a like a headdress that had like maleficent horns and yeah. i'm like i don't know who that is but I- maleficent is not a superhero and she's, <laughs> she's not in marvel but maybe it was just a little disney easter egg or something could be i may need to go back and look and see if there's anything else to recognize in there because oh, the i didn't really is. look very hard yeah but then there's also a box that's for another client. That is open, and he has to go close it. But before uh-huh. he closes it, we see what it is. It's Daredevil's helmet. Yes. A gold one, which mm-hmm. is terrifying, because he had the ugliest costume, where he wears, like, red and yellow, and it's gross. <laughs> it's a terrible costume. But I guess they're going to try it. Why is it know. so terrible? Because it's ugly. Have you seen it? No. Let's pull it up. Okay, because you're like, it's red and yellow. I'm like, well, isn't Iron Man red and gold? Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of the same. It just looks like something from the 60s. Yeah. 
terrible. <laughs> what what good fashion has come from the sixties? But look at look at that picture right there. This one, yes, this that's is, what this is somebody somebody made up. Uh, yeah, if it's just that, where it's like the red suit with just a gold helmet, that's not that bad. That's not terrible. Let's see if the color that that looks bad. That looks yeah, that looks terrible. So, but if it's, if it's more just like that, that yeah. I'm fine with it. But if it goes. Full and that huge D, like it's oh, terrible. Yeah, uh, it's bad. Maybe it won't be as bad as you're thinking. Hopefully, we'll see. I mean, they haven't they haven't made like really really ugly costumes, have they? No, no, I don't think so. So maybe it won't be too bad. Yeah. Like I said, maybe it'll be like that first picture. Yeah. Because you see him in the trailer. Do you? I, that I was can't he, that was him at the very end of the trailer. Oh, was he? Those people the were like, "Oh yellow? my god, it's Daredevil." Yes, I think so. Oh. Uh, so that's hmm. why I'm not that worried about it. Okay, we'll see. We'll so, see. Anyway, anyway, but yeah, that was the end of it. That's for Shield. Not a whole lot to it. Nope, not really. Um, I was trying to think if there was anything else. Oh, one of the okay at the very end when they're showing the drawings, one of them is of Pug and his sneaker collection, mm-hmm. and so each. Like, there are different ones for different superheroes and stuff. Yeah. And one of them is Deadpool. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed it. So that's like the first nod, I guess, to Deadpool in the official MCU. Well, that's cool. So. I thought I saw a Buzz Lightyear maybe in there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. There was but like a purple, maybe. green, and white one. I don't know. That maybe It's not really Hulk. I saw a purple, green, and black one that was supposed to be Hulk, I think. Mm-hmm. Why would it be black? Because of his black hair. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Because <laughs> it was like at the very top of it. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We won't see it. <laughs> I don't know what that's what that means. I don't either. <laughs> that's going to come into play later, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> well, you never know. He, you might see Pug just walking around with different shoes, different sneakers. Mm-hmm. I doubt it, but it'd be funny. <laughs> would be good. He's got to have one to wear and one to stash. Mm-hmm. So, Which yeah. is why he wants Nikki to go with him. Because you can only buy one at yes, a time. Yes, exactly. So he wants two. Uh-huh. So he's like, you're going to get the other pair. And she's like, all right. Well, if I do this, yeah. I need to, I'll have to have. I'll have to get a favor from you plus, plus interest. interest. Yeah. But then she goes ahead and asks for her favor and is like, but we're not doing worrying about interest <laughs> because I'm doing it now. You're welcome. <laughs> exactly. He's like, all right, fine. <laughs> I like the two of them. Yeah, they're fun. Well, I guess we should move along because mm-hmm. who knows how long this is going to take. <laughs> I'm sorry in advance if I get way too into this. <laughs> Today's episode is a special request <laughs> it is. for her birthday. It is Our Flag Means Death. Yeah. <laughs> You are absolutely obsessed with this. It's my new favorite thing. It's almost concerning. It is. Um, yeah. But, yeah. It's HBO series. Mm-hmm. Reese Darby and uh, what, Taika Waititi. I couldn't remember his mm-hmm. name for a second. And the rest. <laughs> yeah, there are several. A lot of, a lot of guest stars. Mm-hmm. Interesting people. Several comedians and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. It is a... <sighs> It's a... (laughs) What is it? I'm trying to... There's a... It's a farcical telling of the Blackbeard story. There's a word... There's a term for it. Um, It's a workplace comedy that is set on a pirate ship. Oh, okay. That's what I was trying to get at. (laughs) Okay. So it's kind of like The Office. Yeah. But with pirates. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Instead of a paper company. They have the inept boss Mm -hmm. that runs everything. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But it's also a romance. It is a romance. (laughs) 
Oh, goodness. Yep. It's very cute. I love it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she really, really does. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with me? Okay. It's a good show. Don't get it me is. wrong. It is. So let's go ahead and get this going. All right. I guess we should start with episode one. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. I haven't seen this show in a while. Yeah, we, we watched, watched it, it like a month or two ago. Um, It was probably back in June or so. We kind of watched it over a few different weeks or a mm-hmm. few different weekends. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's been a long time since you've seen it. Mm-hmm. It has not been a long not time since I've seen it. Seen it. No. I've seen it several times since then. <laughs> yes, I imagine you have. <laughs> I imagine as soon as I leave here, it just gets turned on. <laughs> I, it's not that bad. <laughs> We start off, it is 1717, the golden age of piracy. Mm. Steed Bonnet has left his family to become a pirate on mm-hmm. the high seas. His wife is Claudio Doherty, who I love. Okay. She's but first knew her from Comedy Bang Bang, and mm-hmm. then she had like an Australian YouTube series thing mm-hmm. where I, I want to show it to you sometime. It's pretty funny. Okay. She's like a. A makeup vlogger. Oh, my God. But it's in a dystopian time, I guess, is what I'll tell you. Hmm. And I don't want to spoil it. It's interesting. Okay. So, anyway. Yeah, it, but it's it's really funny. And she's really great. She's, she's just funny. I love her. Okay. So, yeah, that is his wife. Well, we don't really meet her until later. Yeah. But I like her character. Yeah. She starts off, it's like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to like her. But then by the end of the season, it's like, I love <laughs> which is like most characters yeah it's like you start off and it's like um they're okay and then it's like i love this person <laughs> yeah yeah so we start off steed is preparing his crew for their very first pirate raid and he's giving them a speech and everything and he's like some of you will come back and you'll be scarred emotionally and physically <laughs> and everything and he's like so when that happens what do we do and they're like I don't know, bottle it up. And he's like, no, <laughs> we talk it through. And he's expecting them to say as a crew. And of course, they're just like, oh, gosh, this guy. <laughs> yeah. So they don't really like him that much. He's a very posh man. Yes. He's not really the stereotypical pirate. No, he's not. Because <laughs> he's like all dressed up. He's a dandy. He's all he dressed up in his finery. And they're just like wearing rags, rags and <laughs> ropes and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they look piratey, and he mm-hmm. just does not. Hodor's in this. Hodor's in One it, of the yes. Crew. Um, and a couple of people. Yes. Do we need to go over his crew? Because we're going to be talking about him. Go ahead. Okay. Of course, you have Steed. You have his. He has a scribe named Lucius, and he's basically the only other one other than Steed who can read and write. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have. Oh, and he's also very good at like pickpocketing and stuff. And relationship advice. Hmm. And he's an artist. He's a lot of things. He's, he's also lot. probably my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> then you have Frenchie, who's a musician, so he's always walking around with his lute. And he's uh, played by Joel Fry. He was in uh, he was in Game of Thrones, but I think it was after you stopped watching it. Probably. And he was also in Cruella yep. that we covered. Yeah, he was good. I liked him. Mm-hmm. You have Black Pete, who thinks he's a much better pirate than he actually is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he at least talks a big game. Mm-hmm. He acts like he was like Blackbeard's right-hand man. Yeah. And no, he never no. sailed with Blackbeard. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, you have Jim, who is really good with knives. You have Olawande, who's like like the nicest person on the ship and yeah. Jim's best friend. Mm-hmm. You have Buttons, who is the navigator, and he's the bird guy because yeah. he's always got like a seagull with him. <laughs> the seagull's name is Carl, by the yeah. way. <laughs> and he's possibly a cannibal. <laughs> no one Probably. really knows, but he, he brings up eating people a lot. And yeah. he has some like really sharp teeth that he <laughs> pulls out at certain points. Yeah. You have Roach, who is the cook. And surgeon, so if anybody gets injured, he either sews them up or amputates. It's a good combo. Exactly. Uh, you've got the Swede, who doesn't have a name. He's just Swede. <laughs> and uh, don't really know much about him. He's kind of dumb, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got uh, Hodor as Wee John Feeney, who's like the biggest guy on the ship. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of a pyromaniac, but they don't really <laughs> get into it too much. But occasionally he's like, can we burn it? <laughs> So that's that's the crew. That's the crew. <clears throat> so they go off for their first raid. It is a very small boat, two fishermen in it. <laughs> <laughs> and they basically just steal a plant because that's all that they have. <laughs> they have fish and they have a plant. And he's like, well, this is ours now. <laughs> and um, as they're leaving, he's like, good luck with your fishing. <laughs> yeah. like, he's so polite about it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So um, after the raid, they're talking about how it was kind of stupid and everything. And they don't even have a flag. So he's like, well, we'll make flags. Mm-hmm. So he sets them off to make some flags. Yeah. Big crafting competition. Yeah. To see who can make the best flag. <laughs> Whoever makes the best flag, that's the one that they'll choose and they'll fly it and everything. So he walks away and they're like, immediately they're like, okay, we got a mutiny. We got to get rid of this guy. (laughs) This is, he's terrible. He's an awful (laughs) captain. And Buttons overhears them and he tells the captain. And so they see a ship out in the distance and he's like, well, maybe we could go after that ship because it's a bigger ship. So they're like, all right, sounds good. So, oh, and one of the reasons, some of them don't really want to mutiny. And the one of the reasons they don't is because he reads them stories at night. Yeah, and he does the voices. And he does the voices. And they're like, <laughs> nobody else can read. And do the voices. And do the voices. Because they're like, well, Lucius can read. And they're like, yeah, but can he do the voices? And he tries to do the voice. And they're like, oh, that was awful. <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's been reading Pinocchio to them. Yeah. Even though Pinocchio doesn't exist in 1717, but, you know, whatever. Maybe he made it up. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe he's the original one. (laughs) Maybe. So they tell him, or Buttons and Steed show up, and they're like, all right, we're going to go after that boat, that big ship out there. So they're like, all right, we got to get ready because we're going to be raiding this big ship. They start, like, chopping... Uh, there's like a mel- a watermelon, <laughs> like chop the watermelon. They're getting all their weapons and everything ready. And Steed has this flashback of when he was a little kid and his dad killed a goose in front of him. And uh-huh. His kid is played by Reese Darby's actual kid. Makes sense. Yep. And his dad is kind of the worst. Yeah. He's he, real tough on him. Yeah, he's real tough on him. He's like, you're soft. You're a disappointment to me, basically. You're, a, mm-hmm. you're just a little rich boy and that's all you'll ever be. So he's he starts he just has a panic attack. Yeah. And Jim and Olawande come in to his cabin and he's like, Can you give me some pointers? Since I haven't really been in a fight in a long time. And I was like, <laughs> Steve, you've probably never been in a fight. What never. are you talking about? Yeah. So they're like, Okay, well, you can do this. And Jim's doing all his nice knife work and everything. And it's like, okay, that's pretty cool. But what if I don't want to kill anybody? <laughs> they're like, well, you can just hit him in the back of the head with something heavy. They'll fall down, it'll knock yeah. him out. So he's like, All right, I'll I'll do that. So they get a warning shot from the ship because it's in range now. And it's an English Navy vessel. (laughs) It's like, oh, this is terrible. It's not a good one to go after. No, it's not. One of your first raids. Exactly. So the captain on the other ship sees Steed on there and recognizes him. 
Yeah. And so he asks permission to board, and Steed's like, uh, sure. So he dresses up all the crew in, like, his fancy clothing. Yeah. Because he's trying to make them look like not pirates. Right. They're just <laughs> fancy people on a ship. Yep, exactly. And <laughs> just sailing the seas together. You know how it is. <laughs> As you do. So he gets, uh, the captain comes aboard with some of his guys, and he's basically talking about how he went to school with Steed mm-hmm. and they were always making Steed do these awful things. Mm-hmm. It was like, do you remember that time when we did this to you? And it's like, they were his bullies, basically. Yeah, definitely. They're, they were the worst. And he's like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible, you know? Yeah. So he's like, well, why don't you just take me on a tour of your ship? So he walks him walks him around and shows him his his captain's quarters and he has a library on board because mm-hmm. Steed loves books. Yes, he does. And he's like, well, this is impractical and just laughs at everything. <laughs> he's like, this is really stupid. Why would you do this? And he's like, oh, and I heard that you left your family and became a pirate. And he's just laughing at him a lot. Yeah. And so Steed like grabs this, this whale, uh, statue thing. It's a paperweight. Oh yeah. And cause he's like, oh, I'm going to knock the crap out of this guy. <laughs> but he, he doesn't yet. So in the other room, the Navy men find the flags that they have made yeah. and they start making fun of them because uh-huh. they were like, oh, yeah, we captured these from pirates that we've met and they're making fun of all these flags and they're just like increasingly getting mad because it's like, we've yeah. made these. <laughs> these are my flags. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they don't take it well and a big fight breaks out. Yeah. And they hear it in the other room. So the captain's like, oh, we're being attacked. And he draws a sword and he's like, come on, let's go. And Steed's like, oh, maybe we should wait it out. You know, he's like, oh, you were always a coward and you're still a coward. So he's about to walk out and Steed just smacks him on the back of the head with that paperweight. And he falls over. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it does knock him out. Yeah. But unfortunately, he falls on his own sword and it goes through his skull. Yeah. Goes right in his eye. (laughs) How? Yep. Oh That's my god! I don't know, but uh, Steed's like, uh, "Can somebody help me?" <laughs> so uh, Frenchie and Olawande get in there, and <laughs> he's like, "I just, I knocked him out. I used the stun move." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, he's stunned, all right. <laughs> yeah, he's dead." So um, he's like, "Okay, Olawande's like, you have to, you have to pretend that you did this on purpose because mm-hmm. it's going to give you a lot of street cred, basically." Right. So he goes out there and he's like, I did this on purpose. (laughs) And they're like, respect. (laughs) So, um, yeah, they think he's a killer now. Yeah. And they send the, they keep two hostages and they send one of the guys back with like these little makeshift people with like coconut heads and stuff. Uh And they get out of there as quickly as they can before he can get back to the ship and they realize (laughs) what's going on. So, yeah, they get out of there. And then that night. Steed finishes his story of Pinocchio, and as all that's happening, you see that Jim is in a room downstairs and takes off a disguise. Uh, uh, <gasps> They're wearing a disguise, so it takes off the uh, the nose and the beard, and Olu, uh, Olu shows up and is, talks to him, and they're not mute. <laughs> they're not a mute. Yeah. They were supposedly a mute before, right. but nope. And then everybody goes to sleep. Steed sits there and he's thinking, he's crying on on the ship, thinking about his family that he left behind. (laughs) But now he has a new family, Mm -hmm. his crew. And then you see that 
He's hoisted up all of the flags that they made. <laughs> <laughs> all the terrible flags. Yeah. They're like not terrible. Cat. They're great. They're very bad. <laughs> yeah, there's one that's just a black cat because uh, that was Frenchie's. Frenchie thinks that black cats are evil. Right. So, of course, that's the scariest thing that you can have on a flag. Yeah. One of them has, like, a skull that's just vomiting buttons. <laughs> there's, like, one of them that's, I think, eating another guy, another person or something like one skeleton eating another skeleton or something i don't know there's a bunch of different ones but but yeah that's his that's his new family yeah and jim's a woman wait i I guess obviously when she takes off the nose and stuff you can tell well jim is (laughs) non-binary oh that's that's true yeah technically yes So, um, but in this, Jim is non-binary. Jim goes by they. Yes. Okay. Goes by they them. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I mean, later, later on, that's what that's everybody says they them or just says Jim. All right. So, gotcha. Technically, born a woman, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how they're yes. found out. Found out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, <laughs> episode two. Sorry if I didn't explain that very well. <laughs> so, episode two. This is where we find out that Black Pete is telling everybody that he was on Blackbeard's crew. Right. And he's talking. He's like telling all these stories about how he saved Blackbeard's life and everything. And in his stories, Blackbeard has like smoky, mm-hmm. like his face is just made of smoke black smoke yeah. black smoke and his eyes glow and yeah. everything it's like mm, nobody believes him except for steed steed is like oh wow that's yeah. so interesting it's like they're like steed believes anything yeah everybody else in the crew is just looking at him like what the why does, how does he believe that this is what's going on you know but um unfortunately no one is steering the ship and they run aground <laughs> of course so um, they get out the next morning. They try to move it, but of course it won't budge. And so they're like, well, uh, I guess that it's time. We can just use this time as a holiday. <laughs> and it's a vacation. And everybody's like, what's a vacation? <laughs> Steve's the only, only one knows what a vacation is. So he's like, it's where you just do whatever you want, you know. And they're like, well, can we torture the hostage- hostages? And it's like, mm, no. Anything except Any- that. Let's not do that. <laughs> so they're like some of them who are like making coconut bombs. And some of them are like just sitting around whittling stuff. <laughs> they just don't really have anything to do. At one point, he looks over. There are two guys that are just like fine with each other. He's like, what are you doing? Like, We're vacationing. <laughs> like, they don't know what it is. Yeah. But also this whole time, he just keeps seeing the ghost of the captain that he killed. His name mm-hmm. was Nigel Badman. We didn't say that. He's but. a bad man. <laughs> badminton. <laughs> but I'm sure. <laughs> the bad man badminton. Roach is supposed to be in charge of the hostages. But he comes up to Steed and he's like, so I was just wondering, do the hostages get a holiday too? And Steed's like, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, because um, we let him go like take a pee over there by themselves. <laughs> it's like, oh, crap. So they've lost the hostages. They're very bad at this. They're terrible. They're <laughs> terrible pirates. So uh, Steed, Olawande, and Black Pete go off to try to find the the, um, the hostages that they just lost. But they're captured by natives on the island. Oh, no. Oh. So <laughs> while they're being captured over here, these three mysterious people show up. Mm-hmm. They're watching... These, they're watching these awful pirates on the beach. They walk up to Buttons. They're kind of asking about the crew, like, you know, how many people are around. They're trying to figure out what all's going on here. Also, Jim has taken off their disguise and is out. Wants to take a take a bath, but just goes out for a swim instead. Mm-hmm. So, takes off the disguise. And Lucius finds the disguise. Now, what's really funny is it's just sitting, like, on a rock. So, it's like... <laughs> 
the clothes are kind of laying on the rock and then there's a nose sitting on it and a beard and the hat and everything. And some of the people who are in the fandom and everything are like, okay, so if anybody other than Lucius had come up and seen this, they would have thought that the rock, that Jim turned into rocks. Yeah. Because that's kind of how it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they would have. Probably. <laughs> if it was like sweet or something, he'd be like, oh, Jim's a rock? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so now Lucius knows that Jim is not a man. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Yep. So they know about the disguise. Knows the secret. Knows. Knows. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, so the natives have Steed and Black Pete in the most useless cage ever. It looks like <laughs> they could easily just like stand up and take the cage off of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it doesn't look like it's hooked to anything. It's just sitting on top of them. It's weird. <laughs> and they also found the hostages. So they have the hostages there too. And uh, they don't have a long day tied up though. They're like, yeah, he's he's... He's one of us. He's good. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, he's not a light skin. Because yeah. <laughs> the light skins keep killing the natives. And they're like, fool us once. Shame on... Uh, what is it? Fool me once. Shame on... You. You. Okay. So they're like, fool us once. Shame on them. Fool us eight times. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. How many times have they been... <laughs> These colonizers showed up and killed the natives. <laughs> so they put them on trial. And they're like, have any of you murdered anyone recently? <laughs> and Steed breaks down. He's like, I'm a murderer. Because he keeps seeing, of course, the ghost of the guy that he killed, mm-hmm. of Nigel. So Ola's like, mm, technically he didn't, you know, and explains everything. And so they're like, all right. Obviously, he's... Uh, he's talking to like one of the elders and he, the guy's like, obviously you're just feeling guilty about leaving your family behind and you're projecting it on this other thing. So they're like, well, we're going to let you go because honestly, you're just terrible pirates. So we don't think that you're any kind of a threat to us. <laughs> so uh, he's like, all right, well, we'll take our hostages and go. And he's like, no, we already sold those guys. So now they have to go find the hostages. And they sold it to those strangers. Three strangers, the stre- yeah. Three strangers. So Steve's like, well, we've got to get them back. Let's create a diversion. We're going to get our hostages back. And so he confronts them while the others pretend that they're like ghosts on the island or whatever. <laughs> Which is <laughs> such a stupid plan. So dumb. But it works somehow. <laughs> and they come up with this compromise. Steed will take one of the hostages back and then the other guys can keep those. And then he introduces himself and the other guy is... Izzy hands or mm-hmm. Israel hands. Yeah. And he is not happy. Yeah. And he's played by Con O'Neill, who is, <laughs> if you heard our Batman episode or our episode about the Batman, he was the guy that I was like, I oh, swear to God, yeah. <laughs> this has got to be Emilio Estevez. <laughs> that guy, yeah. <laughs> but it's not because I was like, wait a minute, this voice sounds familiar. <laughs> but yeah, it's the same guy. Sounds like old Emilio. <laughs> He did. In that character, he did. Yeah. Because I guess he it was the combination of his voice and an American accent just sounded like old Emilio Estevez and Young yeah. Guns, too. <laughs> but no, it's Con O'Neill. So they head off wherever they're going. Uh, the natives help them get their boat unstuck or the ship unstuck, whatever. And uh, one of the elders is talking to Steed, and he's like, you're more gentleman than pirate, which makes him go, oh, yes, I'll be the gentleman pirate. Mm -hmm. So that's how he comes up with his little nickname. Yeah. And he also, the elder also tells Olu that he can stay there if he wants, because, you know, they've 
struck up a friendship with him basically and he's like "Mm, no that's okay i should probably stay because there's someone on the ship and they're like oh you're in love he's like what no (laughs) what are you talking about no we're just friends (laughs) it's like okay sure (laughs) so they sail away and the ghost of nigel badminton is on the beach and he's yelling at him he's like what i can't hear you (laughs) because he's he's leaving the ghost behind there you go yeah so leaving his guilt behind Mm -hmm. supposedly (laughs) um so then then Jim grabs Lucius because they've he knows that or because Lucius knows Jim's secret and so pulls him off somewhere into the dark corners of the ship and it's like uh oh did he just kill did uh did Jim just kill Lucius <laughs> I don't know and then. Izzy and his two friends that he's with are on the ship, a different ship, of course. They're watching the Revenge sail away. And Izzy's like, the captain wants us to follow that ship. And then you, it pans up and you see the flag and it's Blackbeard's flag. Oh, no. (laughs) So Blackbeard is coming after him. (laughs) Wants to meet the gentleman pirate. Yep. The next episode on Blackbeard's ship, that's when uh, Blackbeard's like, yes, I want to meet the gentleman pirate. Tell him, invite him to the ship. So that's what's driving this episode, I guess. Mm-hmm. On the revenge, of course, I did. I don't even know if I said the revenge is the name of Steed's ship, but it is. So on the revenge, Lucius is still missing. Frenchie's taking notes for Steed because Lucius is supposed to be his scribe, mm-hmm. but. Frenchie's taking notes instead, but he can't write, so he's just drawing like stick figures and stuff yeah. every- on everything. <laughs> So he's like, oh, well, I mean, I guess this is good enough until we can get Lucius back. (laughs) And he's like, so what are we going to do with those hostage, with that last hostage that we have? And Steed's like, wait, what? Oh, my God, we do still have a hostage. (laughs) So they go up there. The guy's like sunburnt and everything. (laughs) It's like, oh, this poor guy. So most of the crew are like, we should kill him. And then one guy's like, well, we could sell him back to the British. So they're like, yeah, that sounds good. We'll sell him. So they go to the Republic of Pirates. And that's where Spanish Jackie mm-hmm. has a bar. And Jim is wanted by Spanish Jackie because Jim killed her favorite husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we find out that Jim has been keeping Lucius in a chest and lets him <laughs> out finally. And he's like, no, nope, you got to go back in there. I, I don't want to look at you anymore. <laughs> and Steve <laughs> happens to walk by at that time and is like, oh, there you are. So he, yeah. finally, he does get out. He's like, it's okay. I won't tell anybody. I won't tell your secret (laughs) so they go to the republic of pirates steed and lucius are dressed all in white (laughs) it's like why (laughs) so of course immediately lucius gets blood all over himself because some guy who's been like puking blood just has blood (laughs) all on his hands and just walks up and just lays his hands on lucius and just all the way down the front so anyway steed's walking around yelling out man for sale (laughs) He's like, someone buy my booty. <laughs> Check out the booty I'm hawking. It's like, oh my gosh, Steed, no. So, of course, someone thinks that he's prostituting himself. Yep. And he's like, how dare you? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm doing. But anyway, so the crew, of course, hears him yelling out man for sale. And is like, mm, I think we should maybe go this way. <laughs> as far away as we can from yeah. what's happening here. So we don't see them again for a while. Jim sees a wanted poster with their name on it and is like 50 doubloons. That's how much, (laughs) you know, that's how much they're asking for. So very, very mad about it. Yeah. So they're heading off to Jackie's bar because when Jim killed the guy, the husband, they left their knife behind the family Mm -hmm. dagger. 
And so they want to get that back. Right. So they head to Jackie's bar. And, of course, Olu's with him. Or them. Mm-hmm. Then Lucius and Steed are also like, oh, well, let's go in here, too. Maybe somebody in here will buy this hostage from us. Mm-hmm. So Lucius has to announce Steed when he comes in. <laughs> so he's like, he he just looks like he does not want to be there. Yeah. He's like, please welcome. <laughs> he's like, the brigand of Barbados. <laughs> the cream of the Caribbean. The gentleman pirate. <laughs> and then Steed just walks out. And he's like, hi, all. <laughs> and then he does this little thing, uh, which cracks me up every time. Where he's like, I may be landed gentry, but I'm thrilled to be granted entry. It's like, Steed. What is wrong with you? No, <laughs> these are pirates. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> so anyway, of course, Lucius gets a drink thrown right at him, even after he just <laughs> took his jacket off that had the blood all on it. Mm-hmm. And now, so he's got drinks all on the rest of him, of course. <laughs> so Jackie sees Oluwande and waves him over because we find out that Olu convinced her to hire a waitress. And that waitress is the one who killed her husband. Uh, so, uh-oh, it was Jim. Uh-oh. The waitress was Bonifacia Jimenez, which is Jim. Mm-hmm. And they're... It's played by Leslie Jones, by the yes, way. Yes, Spanish Jackie Spanish is Leslie Jackie. Jones. The bartender is Fred Armisen. Yes, the yeah. bartender, Geraldo, who is one of Jackie's husbands. Because Jackie has like 18 husbands yeah. or something like that. But the guy that Jim killed was her favorite. <laughs> her favorite <laughs> husband. Yes, so... <laughs> She's like, I know that you two were friends or whatever, and you left together. So what is going on? Olu's like, well, I killed her. It's fine. You know, she's she's dead. And suppose I guess she kind of believes, but probably not. Yeah. So anyway, Steed is like, all right, let's get some drinks. So they go up to the bartender, Fred Armisen, and they're like... What's uh, what kind of drinks do you have in this establishment? We, we they ask for wine. I think he's like we don't have wine. Mm-hmm. We're all out of wine. And so he's like you can have any of these drinks here. And it's like all of these jars of like gross looking stuff. Yeah. And then there's this one big jar in front that you can't see what's in it, but you can just see like green colored <laughs> water. It looks like. And he's like we'll have that. Two of those. And so they take it and drink it. And then he's like it's juice from the nose jar <laughs> because apparently Jackie cuts noses off of people she hates. And puts them in a jar. Ugh, so gross. Mm-hmm. Lucius, like this whole the whole scene, he's just in the background gagging. <laughs> and honestly, yes, yeah, makes sense. So while they're standing there, Izzy shows up and he's like, "My boss wants to meet you." Except for it's little, yeah. it sounds different. My boss wants. That's <laughs> not it either. My boss My wants, to meet, wants to meet you. Yeah, exactly. I. I can sometimes do the Izzy voice, but most of the time I cannot. It's it's very <laughs> unique. So Steed's like, you can tell your your boss that he can go suck eggs in hell. <laughs> and he's like, okay, because he doesn't realize that Izzy works for Blackbeard. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Izzy's like, mm, all right, I'll tell him you said that and just walks off. So Jim goes to try to get the dagger back and Jackie catches them trying to steal it and of course Jackie's like well you know I've got room for another husband or whatever and starts like flirting <laughs> flirting with Jim and then meanwhile Steed is trying to sell this hostage and a fight breaks out about it which means during the fight of course the nose jar gets knocked over and breaks <laughs> so Jackie's gonna cut off Steed's nose for his new jar or for the new jar or whatever for Jackie's new jar but Geraldo's like um you might not want to do that because Blackbeard's Izzy was in here earlier Blackbeard is looking for him 
And so she lets Steed go and just bans him from the bar instead. (laughs) So they head out. Then Izzy goes back to Blackbeard and tells him what Steed said. And Blackbeard's like, does he know who I am? And he's like, oh, yeah, he knows. Izzy did not say Blackbeard at all. (laughs) This little liar. (laughs) This is like the first point where I'm like, all right, Izzy. (laughs) You're on thin ice, buddy. (laughs) Uh, which is going to happen through, like, the rest of the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> Steed, now that he can't try to sell the hostage in the bar, he walks out. Some guy comes up and is like, I heard you were selling an Englishman. I'll buy him off of you for parts. And he's <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, okay. And the hostage is just sitting there like, no, why? No, <laughs> don't do that. But Geraldo shows up and he's like, I have a client who will pay good money for that hostage. So, he's like, I'll, uh, I'll meet you back on your ship and we'll go over together. So... Back on the ship, Lucius gives Jim the family dagger because Mm -hmm. Jackie was holding it. And Lucius pickpocketed Mm -hmm. it as they were leaving the bar and returns it to Jim. So, very sweet. It made up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now Jim's like, well, I guess I won't kill you now. (laughs) (laughs) Since you did this for me. That's what a real friend would do, you know. So they go to sell the hostage. They go to the Spanish ship and it's Steed and... Lucius, because I guess Lucius is going to be like, he's the scribe, so he has to write down everything. Roach, for some reason. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why Roach and Jim, but uh, Roach made tapas because they don't want to show up empty-handed, I guess. And Mm -hmm. uh, tapas is like catnip to Spaniards, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they can't show just show up empty-handed for their first hostage sale, you know? So they board the Spanish ship. Everybody goes up before Steed. He's the last one up. And when he gets up there, he realizes something's wrong (laughs) because all of the others are tied up (laughs) and he's like um wait a minute and then the um spanish captain stabs him in the stomach Mm -hmm. and i was like wait a minute they're not gonna kill (laughs) steed in the second episode or the third episode no he's he's not dead so um geraldo grabs jim takes off the fake nose and the fake beard to reveal their identity mm-hmm. and apparently jackie knew as soon as as soon as she saw jim walk in yeah it was the person who had killed the <laughs> killed her husband Obviously. so so he's he's off he's gone geraldo's out of there they're about to hang steed when the ship is attacked by pirates. Oh mm. my gosh. And it's not, it's not Steed's crew. It's, nope. a, it's different pirates. Uh, unfortunately, pirates. <laughs> <laughs> they're leather, leather pirates. Cause they're all dressed in leather. Yeah. It's like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this does not seem like the best thing for pirates to be wearing, but okay. <laughs> so unfortunately the barrel that Steed is standing on falls over. And so he's starting to get choked by the noose. Somebody cuts him down and there comes Blackbeard. And he's like, the gentleman pirate, I presume. <laughs> and Steve's like, you've heard of me? <laughs> he's like, wow, that's pretty cool. He's like, yeah, I've heard all about you. And then we get to episode four. <laughs> so there's a flashback. It's uh, Steed and uh, Mary, his wife. They get married. They have two kids. He likes to play pirates with them and everything. Mm-hmm. But 
in present day, Steed is there in the bed on the ship. He's feverish and everything because he's he's been stabbed he in the gut, stabbed. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and Blackbeard watches over him. So Blackbeard goes out. He introduces himself to the crew and they're all just like, oh my God, everything this guy does is so cool. He like does this stupid like little teeny tiny jump, mm-hmm. like <laughs> swing down on a rope. And it's mm-hmm. like the smallest little, <laughs> the smallest distance. But they're like, whoa, that's so cool. You're so awesome. <laughs> So I don't know. It's just ridiculous. But um, so yeah, he meets all the crew and everything. And Steed keeps dreaming of his old life. He uh, is dreaming of an anniversary that he had with Mary, where she painted, she presents him with a painting that she did of the lighthouse that was behind them when they were getting married and everything. And he's like, Oh, the kids, the kids painted that. (laughs) She's like, No, I painted. (laughs) So anyway, you can tell that there's They just don't really get along that well. And then he shows her the anniversary gift that he got for her. And it's just a model of a ship. And he's like, so, you know, our life is a little bit monotonous and everything. Um, So what would you say about (laughs) living on a ship with the kids and everything? And she's like, I hate the ocean. (laughs) He's like, since when? He's like, you no, you don't. She's like, yeah, I told you that the other day when we were standing by the ocean. You know, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll have it stopped. And she's like, what do you mean? Have what stopped? He's been building this boat yeah. <laughs> without telling her. Mm-hmm. So, uh-oh. Um, so she's not happy. But he does have the model of the ship on board of his ship. Yeah. Because Blackbeard sees it. And he's like, everything this guy has is just fascinating. <laughs> and so you find out that Blackboard, Black, Blackboard, <laughs> Blackbeard is also bored of his own life. Because he's like, you know, all we do is we just raid people and mm-hmm. it's just boring it's the same thing every day so they're both just bored of their lives yeah so it's something they have in common so back in steed's fever dream he and mary are talking or mary's talking really and he pretends to be asleep because he's like she's mm-hmm. she's like we should we should at least try to be happy together since you know we don't really have a choice and he's just like fake snoring and everything yeah. <laughs> she's like okay well whatever so as soon as she's asleep he slips out and he leaves them yeah so Steed, <laughs> you jerk. What are you doing? Yeah. So he finally wakes up, though. Blackbeard's there. And he introduces himself as Steed and everything. And he's like, so do you work for Blackbeard? And he's like, <laughs> clearly you can see him thinking, he doesn't realize I'm Blackbeard. What, what's wrong? I have the Blackbeard and everything. And he's like, you know, I never thought of it that way. But yeah, sure. And so he introduces himself as Ed instead of his Blackbeard. Yeah. So he's looking at all these things in the cabin and everything. And um, he finds like this cashmere scarf or whatever. And he's like, Steed realizes he's like, oh, so you like nice, fa- you know, fancy fabrics and stuff. He's like, yeah, I guess I do. So Steed's like, oh, I have something to show you. So he shows him his auxiliary wardrobe where he keeps like all of his extra clothes. And Blackbeard's just like, what is happening? <laughs> it's like, this is so cool. What is with this? What is this guy's deal? You know? So of course, Izzy comes in looking for Blackbeard. And he's like, Ed, Ed, are you in here? And Steed looks at Ed and he's like, is that Blackbeard? And he's like, no, I'm Blackbeard. <laughs> and he does this like shocked look, you know, so cute. So he does know that he is Blackbeard. I, I expected them to, I expected him to like draw it out, draw it out a little longer, yeah. but no, didn't. So, so 
the crew is trying to figure out what the deal is with Jim. Because they're like, okay, so you were in, in disguise, but you're actually, because they're like, you're, you're, Jim's a woman, but do we still call you Jim or what? <laughs> you know, so they're just trying to figure everything out. And so Jim's like, yep, I'm, st- I'm still Jim. I don't have the nose. I don't have a beard. And I can talk now, but I'm still Jim. <laughs> so yeah. like, okay, well, that sounds good to us. <laughs> so they're fine with it. Doesn't take very long. Steed shows Ed his library and he's expecting Ed to be like, oh, you have a library on the ship. This is stupid. You know, just like Nigel did. But he doesn't. He's like, wow, this is really cool, you know. Mm -hmm. And so he starts talking about how he's, he, his... Life is void of purpose, basically. He's like, um, he doesn't even have to be on board a ship as long as his flag is there. Because people are going to be like, oh my gosh, it's Blackbeard. So uh, Steed's like, well, maybe you should retire. But he's like, you know what we should do? Switch places. (laughs) (laughs) So they switch clothes. And Ed comes out on deck. He's in Steed's like frilly shirt and (laughs) uh, his, uh, what is it? Stockings and breeches and everything. Yeah. He walks out and dressed as Steed, basically. And Steed comes out dressed in Ed's leather outfit. It's just like, the crew is just like, what is going on? <laughs> so they're like, okay. Blackbeard's like, meet my my friend Blackbeard. You know? and, and Steed's like, and this is Steed Bonnet. <laughs> you know? So they're just pretending to be each other. Izzy is not happy about it. Yeah. He's like, look, if you get me killed because of this... <laughs> I'm going to be very, very mad. Very <laughs> so he's like, I'm, I'm, once this is all over, I'm leaving. I'm out. So of course there's a Spanish ship that is getting close to them. It's heading their way. And Ed asks Steed what they should do about it. Cause he's like, well, you're blackboard. Why do I keep saying blackboard? Oh my God. You're blackbeard. So you're in charge. And he's like, well, I don't know what to do. And he freaks out. But then fog rolls in because Ed saw earlier that there were these clouds that were shaped like frankfurters, which mm-hmm. meant that there was going to be a fog that night. <laughs> but now, because uh, he's like, but it's okay, we can, we'll can, we sail away and there'll be a full moon or something. But um, it turns out that it's not a full moon because he got the date wrong because it's a leap year, which is not possible because it was 1717. <laughs> but... <laughs> So they're like, oh no, the Spanish are going to crash into us or they're going to, yeah, they're going to be able to get us, get to us really easily, even through the fog. So they're like, well, we're going to die. I guess that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he and Ed and Steed are talking and Ed sees the, the painting of the lighthouse that Mary made and they're talking about lighthouses and they're like, wait, lighthouses are meant to keep you from crashing into rocks. So we have to make the ship a lighthouse. So they take a mirror and a lantern and they swing it around and Ed spits some rum into the lantern so it'll like flare up really big and everything. And Wee John starts making like a noise like a foghorn. <laughs> and the Spanish believe it. They think that it's a lighthouse and so they just sell on away. And they're like, yes, we did it. So then like the next morning, Steed and Ed are sitting there eating bread and marmalade. And because it's like the finest marmalade or whatever. And Steed like got rid of most of their gunpowder so that he could have more room for marmalade. It's like, what is wrong with you? And he's just like. It's priorities. Yeah, exactly. Ed just looks at him like, this guy is insane. <laughs> but they're like, we can help each other. You know, Steed will teach Ed how to be an aristocrat. And I almost said an aristocrat. Everybody wants to be a cat. <laughs> and Ed will teach Steed how to be a bloodthirsty pirate. 
So that's that's their deal. Uh-huh. So Izzy's getting ready to leave, but Ed stops him and he's like, well, you know, uh, what if Blackbeard died? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, what if he's so unre- he's just unrecognizable, but he's wearing Blackbeard's clothes and he's on Blackbeard's ship. <laughs> and Izzy's like, well, what about you? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm the gentleman pirate. I'm Steed Bonnet. So he's going to take over Steed's life and kill him. Oh, no. It's like, is he really going to do that? Or is he just trying to keep Izzy there? Don't yeah. know. We'll see. So the next episode, the pirate training begins. It's episode five. Yes. <laughs> Ed and Steed. Uh, oh, Ed Steed. Ed teaches. That's kind of funny because his name is Edward Teach. Ed teaches Steed. How to be scary. <laughs> When uh, they raid the ship, so he's like telling him all these piratey things, and Steed teaches Ed about cutlery for fancy dinners, and um, there's a flashback to young Ed, and his mother has a red piece of silk. She works at like this fancy manor, and she brought it home for him, and so that's when we find out for the first time that he likes nice things, but people like them don't have nice things. So anyway, but he's always wanted to have nice things, I guess. So on board the raided ship, Frenchie found an invitation to a fancy party. And Ed wants to go. So Steed's like, all right, fine, we'll go. And they head off to the party. It's Steed, Ed, Frenchie, and Oluwande. They're all dressed up. They board the party ship. Frenchie comes out and he's like, this is, talking about Olu, uh, the crown prince Aziz of Egypt. <laughs> and Frenchie, of course, is his viceroy. Mm-hmm. Steed is pretending to be a phrenologist named Sir Godfrey Thornrose. And Ed is Jeff, the accountant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. So while they're there on the ship, Olu and Frenchie basically scam everyone aboard mm-hmm. with a literal pyramid scheme, as yeah. in they are selling half of the pyramid to people. Yeah. So there we go. The original pyramid scheme right there. And the people throwing the party on the mm-hmm. ship are Nick Kroll and Kristen Wig. No, Kristen Shaw. Shaw. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't know why I thought wig. That's weird. Because they're wearing wigs. Yes, that's why. <laughs> They both have two vowels in their names. Yeah. Back yeah, to that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, yes, they're playing French people. Mm-hmm. Gabrielle and Antoinette. Mm-hmm. It's their dinner party. And Ed is doing really well at first. He's yeah. like, they just find him fascinating. And uh, Steed's kind of jealous, it seems like. But he's like, well, you know, at least he's having fun. Uh, back on board the Revenge, Lucius and Black Pete are canoodling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Izzy finds them. And he's like, okay, you need to be doing actual work. So he makes he makes Lucius scrape the barnacles off the side of the ship. And so Lucius is over there. And as soon as he walks away, Fang, one of the guys, because they're the two friends that Izzy had are Fang and Ivan. Fang is my favorite of them, of course. He's adorable. But Fang looks over the side and he's like, okay, Izzy's gone. And Lucius is like, okay, well, pull me up. And he's like, no, I should probably watch while you do this. And he's like, he starts kind of flirting with Fang. And he's like, have you ever been sketched? <laughs> <laughs> and so Fang, like, blushes and everything. It's real cute. And he sketches Fang. It showed, like, later they're in the captain's quarters and he's sketching Fang. But it's not, like, all of Fang. It's just one part of Fang. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently he just has a whole book of... <laughs> 
genitalia. Yeah. <laughs> a whole sketchbook. I don't know. It's so funny. <laughs> but of course, Izzy sees it and is like, what is happening? What is going on? Stop. Um, yeah. So back at the dinner party, it is time for actual dinner. And oh, also, I forgot to say that Fang, while he's being sketched, tells that um, Izzy has a nickname, Izzy the Spewer, because one time he got really sick on board and just vomited everywhere. <laughs> but it's it's a secret. So anyway, uh, at the dinner party, it is actually dinner time. And Ed, of course, fumbles the, the cutlery and everything. He doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing. And Steed's not around to help. And they start being very passive aggressive toward mm-hmm. him. Because that's what the aristocracy have. Instead of, like, knives and stuff, they use their words to hurt you. <laughs> yeah. So they're being very passive-aggressive. They're, very mean. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean, Jeff? <laughs> It's like, you're being passive-aggressive. <laughs> so he gets, he, and they all start laughing at him and everything. He runs out. He goes up and finds Steed and Frenchie. And he, he comes out the way he comes out, though. He looks like a little kid who's like, yeah. I'm ready to go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were, the other kids were mean to me. So Steed's like, it's okay. I'll take care of it. <laughs> so he goes in. He starts playing a game with him. And he's like, I'll, it's like a game of secrets or whatever. So he mm-hmm. starts telling all of their secrets because Frenchie and Olawande have become friends with one of the servants mm-hmm. on the ship. So, of course, the servants know all yeah. of the tea. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so he just starts, like, spouting off all of these things. It's like, <laughs> oh, you have an illegitimate child. You're, what is it? You're embezzling money from your partner. And, of course... Nick Kroll and Christian Shaw's characters are actually siblings, but yeah. they're married. <laughs> it's like, oh, gosh. It's like we got some real Game of Thrones thing going on yeah. here. <laughs> so anyway, there's like everybody starts fighting and somehow the ship catches on fire. Of course. <laughs> and Ed comes in and he's like, what? What happened? <laughs> what did you do to them? He's like... Passive aggression. (laughs) So they get off of the ship and the ship just (laughs) goes up in flames. (laughs) Alwande gave all the money that they made on board to the servants who took the only other rowboat away. So, of course, they're like... Hmm, we should try a scheme kind of like that, but maybe I'll pretend to be a Nigerian prince. So here we go. We got the Nigerian prince scam also. All from that one little one little party. So um, also uh, Izzy comes up to Lucius and is, I guess, kind of trying to shame him because he's like, oh, you've been a proper little seductress. You know, you've just been seducing everybody on board. And he's like, what would, what would your, uh, what would Black Pete say about this? And so Lucius is like, hey, Pete, I drew Fang naked. <laughs> he's like, oh, nice. <laughs> he's like, see, we don't own, own each other. And then he calls him Dizzy Izzy. And he's like, or is it Izzy this viewer? <laughs> so yeah, he's not happy about that. Yeah. So he gets annoyed and walks off. <laughs> then once they're all back on board, Ed still has like that scrap of silk that his mother gave him. And Steed comes up and he takes it and he folds it and everything and tucks it into a Ed's pocket and they're like standing under the moonlight and it looks very romantic and everything. <laughs> and then they almost, I mean, he, they kind of start leaning toward each other, but then they're like, okay, well, good night. And then they walk off and look back at each other as they're walking away. And it's like, oh, it was so close. <laughs> so now he's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Romance is coming. Um, (laughs) Then back in England, King George is there on his throne and he's looking at a bloody cat flag. (laughs) 
<laughs> he's like, what in the world is that? And so it's Admiral Badminton, the twin brother of Nigel, yeah. the guy that, that Steed killed, and he wants revenge for his brother's death. So he's coming for Steed. Mm-hmm. So then the next episode, Ed teaches Steed how to sword fight. And he wants to show him an advanced move. And he's like, stab me. <laughs> So he's like, um, that doesn't seem like a good idea. He's like, no, do it. And he's like, I'm not going to stab you. He's like, you're going to stab me or I'm going to shoot you in the head, basically. Mm -hmm. So he stabs him and it doesn't kill Ed because he stabbed him um, on the left side, missing all of the vital organs. And he's like, what about the liver? And he's like, nobody knows what that does anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he starts pulling the... Pulling the sword out, and they start making these noises. <laughs> and Izzy overhears it, and he's like, Oh, God, what is happening? <laughs> so, yep, it sounds like they're doing something other than pulling a sword out of somebody's <laughs> stomach. So, they're telling ghost stories and stuff later, and Steed starts telling this scary story about a guy who has a hook for a head. <laughs> it's like, I, at first I, I thought he was saying, I, I, yeah, at first I thought he was saying for a hand, but no, it's for a head, because somebody's like, how does he eat? And it's like, <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter, and they're like, how does he How does he kiss? And he's like, nobody likes him, nobody wants to kiss him. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> like, that's just not very scary. <laughs> and so... Uh, Blackbeard tells them about the Kraken and the night that it killed his dad. So they're like, one day I'll show you how to put the fear of God in other sailors. So early one morning, Steed is in bed and Buttons arrives and he's like, there's witchery afoot. So they go out on deck. It's foggy. The whole crew is there. Blackbeard just starts like appearing in different places on the ship. And I'm still like, how did he do this? <laughs> this makes no sense. Because <laughs> like first he's over here. Then he's like way back on the other side of the ship. <laughs> then he's somewhere else. Buttons ends up biting Lucius's finger because he thought he was a demon. And then there's like fireworks and everything. Blackbeard's on a wire suspended from the sail. And it's very dramatic. And the Swede gets scared and jumps overboard. So, <laughs> so Blackbeard's like, oh, wait a minute. Stop, stop. We've got a man overboard. We, we got to stop this. So he's like, it was all a ruse. It was... <laughs> I'm trying to... I'm like, how am I going to explain this without, without saying the word? I guess I could just say the art of effery. Because... That's what it is. Or the theatrics of fear or theater of fear. So that's how he scares all the other people. Which is funny because, you know, in real life, they say that Blackbeard put like fuses in his beard Mm. and would light them. So he would have like smoke coming out of his beard and everything. (sighs) Don't know if it was actually true, but it's what I've heard. So now that he's demonstrated all of that, it, um, he tri- Izzy tries to get him down, but he gets mad at him instead and walks off. So Blackbeard goes to find Izzy and he's like, okay, uh, you have a no pets policy on board your ships. This is what Izzy's telling him. And you've been treating Steed like he's your pet. So it's time to kill Steed and send him to doggy heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, okay, I, I don't want to, but but I'll do it because, you know, he, he said he would. So they're going to do their theatrics the next night because there's a Dutch merchant ship that is on the horizon. And Ed is going to kill Steed while he's doing something that he loves. So they start rehearsing. Lucius has his finger is like all infected and stuff. He passes out. Roach tries to chop it off, but he wakes up and runs away. (laughs) So he's just like hiding from people, I guess, so that he doesn't have to... (laughs) <laughs> deal with the with having his finger amputated. Izzy shows up in Steed's cabin and tells him that Ed adores him and that if he goes through with doing the theatrics and everything, that it'll make Ed happy. And so Steed's like, all right, fine, we'll go back to rehearsals. They have 
this whole idea of what they're going to do. He's got this great idea for finale. And then Frenchie shows up and tells Ed to take his seat where he can watch the whole show because they're just going to like have the Dutch merchants come onto their boat somehow and do their theatrics there. It's real weird. So the Dutch show up. They think that the ship's abandoned. So they get on there. And then there's like people dressed like ghosts. Frenchie's painted green, pretending to be a witch. Wee John's dressed like a cat. He's like the black (laughs) cat of death. And Steed comes in to where Ed is waiting. He's like, everything's going really well. And Ed's like, got his dagger. He's ready to kill Steed. And Buttons, they come in. Buttons is there pretending to eat a guy because of course he is because he's a cannibal. (laughs) Secret cannibal. Jim's behind a curtain stabbing a dummy pretending that like these sausages are entrails. And then Ed is about, he's, he's about to stab Steed and Lucius walks in and he cuts off his own finger and it is not, (laughs) it is not like a, it is, he really cuts off his finger. (laughs) He's got these shears and he's like, can't cut off my finger if there's no finger to cut off. And he just snaps it right off and they freak out. Uh, All the uh, Dutch people, the Swede, he starts singing because he doesn't, (laughs) he just wants to sing. He just likes singing. So they're like, it's our Nordic angel. And then there's the finale. Someone is outside with tentacles hitting the window with it it's the kraken oh no Mm -hmm. and so blackbeard sees it he starts like freaking out because he's afraid of the kraken and he comes out he's crying and all the dutch see him and they're like blackbeard and they run off (laughs) (laughs) so uh steed finds ed he's in the tub he's crying and everything and he reveals that it wasn't the kraken that killed his dad it was him he killed his dad because Mm -hmm. he was abusive and that he hasn't personally killed another man since. It's like, mm, okay, but what do you mean by that? Because later you hear about some of the stuff he's done. It's like, well, technically you killed these people. But he's like, well, I wasn't personally killing them. It was the fire that killed them. Or it was this other thing. Yeah. It's like, okay. So he just outsources the killing. And he admits to Steed that he was supposed to kill him that night. But he couldn't do it. And so they decide to forget about the whole murder business. And their friends. But when they walk out, Izzy's not happy. And so he's like, well if you're not going to kill Steed, I'll do it. So he challenges him to a duel and Steed accepts. And Ed's like, no, no, don't do that. (laughs) He's like, but you taught me well. He's like, "Mm, not that well. (laughs) So he, they start dueling. With swords. With swords. The loser is going to be banished from the ship if he's not dead. And the crew is like surprisingly on Steed's side. They're cheering him on and everything. And uh, Blackbeard just can't watch. He's like, I don't want to see Izzy kill him. Mm -hmm. So Izzy Dabs him, and everyone is just shocked. And then you hear Steed say, did I do it right? <laughs> missed, did, missed all the important bits because he took what lesson he that lesson he learned from Ed and of course moved so that it would he maneuvered so that it would stab him right where it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. So Ed's surprised that he's alive and Izzy tries to pull the sword out because when he when he stabbed him, it went through the mast of the ship. Mm-hmm. The mast is made of the finest cherry wood from Brazil and it, <laughs> it won't come out. And so the handle breaks off of the sword, which means his sword is inoperable and Steed wins the duel. Mm-hmm. So Izzy is banished from the ship and Roach made him a sandwich and throws it to him while he's on in his little dinghy <laughs> and it just bounces off of his head and falls in the water. <laughs> which always makes me laugh. <laughs> I made you a sandwich. Smack. <laughs> 
So Izzy rows off and they have Lucius's finger, which they commit to the sea. They have a little ceremony for it. And then Black Pete comes up to Lucius after and he's talking to him, telling him he's happy he didn't die and that he thought that he would lose him and he didn't like that. And so he whittled him a finger and he gives it to Lucius. He's like, you may not like it. And you know, you don't have to wear it if you don't want to. And so Lucius kisses him and he says that he loves it. And so he wears it for the rest of the series. (laughs) So of course, Steed is still like pinned to the mast. He's been there. I don't know how long, but he's like, um, can somebody like help me? (laughs) So Izzy goes to the Republic of Pirate. He meets up a Republic of Pirates. He meets up with Spanish Jackie. He's there for revenge. He's going to get Steed back. Mm-hmm. So then the next episode, so Roach <laughs> comes up while they're drinking their morning tea and tells Steed that they have an emergency. They're out of oranges and they need to resupply because the Swede already has scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> and Ed, not Ed, Steed is like, uh, well, why don't we have any oranges? And Roach is like, well, you made me make that cake with 40 orange glaze. <laughs> so that's why we don't have any. So Steed is like the worst because he's like, oh, okay, well, um, maybe if somebody was better at food management, this wouldn't have happened. And he's like, besides, that cake barely even tasted of oranges. (laughs) And Roach is like, what? Excuse me? (laughs) So they're near to St. Augustine. So they're like, all right, well, we'll just stop there and see if we can resupply. But Jim doesn't want to go because that's where they grew up and that's where their family was killed. But they they decide to stop anyway because it's the closest spot. So Steed and Lucius go out to get more oranges, but there's no oranges because there was a blight. But he got a treasure map instead. So he's ready for an adventure. So uh, Blackbeard, of course, doesn't think the treasure map is real. But Steed's like, but I want to go. <laughs> so they do. So he gets dressed up and he's like in this like adventurer's outfit, which is like this little khaki number. I don't know. It's it's doesn't look like anything that someone would wear in 1717, but it's really funny. And Jim, Olawande, Frenchie, Black Pete, Roach, and Wee John head out to look for oranges. Olu and Jim start talking. He wishes that Jim would open up like a real friend. So Jim's like, well, my favorite color is teal. (laughs) So he's like, I don't even, I don't even know you. (laughs) So they find an orange tree. The other guys find an orange tree and Jim's like, stop, you can't take those oranges. And Black Pete is like, what? Because this is, because it's at a church and he picks one of the oranges and he's like, what are they? Christ oranges. <laughs> like, what in the world? But a knife comes out of nowhere and pins the orange to a tree. And it's Jim's Nana. She's a nun. And she invites them in for cake. And she gets the the guys to fix her wall in exchange for oranges. <laughs> and she talks to, to Jim and Olawande and everything. And Nana really likes Olu. She's like, oh, is this your husband? <laughs> and in Spanish. And Jim's like, he can speak Spanish. <laughs> But uh, Steed, Ed, and Lucius go out looking for the buried treasure. Blackbeard, like, tries to hide his face as they're, like, going through town. Because he's like, oh, my God, if anybody sees me doing this, they're <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, what has happened to Blackbeard? You know, he's having a terrible time. There are, like, flies and mosquitoes everywhere. Nature hates him. He's starving. At one point, Lucius, like, he's like, oh, and they got swallowed a bug. And he's like, well, at least you got lunch. <laughs> But Steed is, like, having a great time. He's, like, finding moths. He's just, like, looking at everything. He's like, this is great. But um, he's like, you just don't know how to relax, Ed. And Ed's like, I know how to relax. So he leans up against this tree to show him. He's like, see, I'm relaxing. And then a snake falls on him, of course. (laughs) And he, like, beats it to death. He's, like, tenderizing it, basically. 
and they cook it over a fire. So at least they have food now. <laughs> so I guess that was going to make Blackbeard happy. So so they have this little thing, this little exchange where Blackbeard's talking about maybe he'll be a chef since he was so good at tenderizing that snake. And he'll own his own bar and grill. Blackbeard's bar and grill and other delicacies and delights and fishing equipment. <laughs> and Steve's like, well, can I go come to your restaurant? He's like, well, you know, it, we'll see. It's going to be really crowded, though. He's like, well, I'll come on a Monday. He's like, yeah, that, you know, that might work. And so they just have this little thing. And Lucius is staring at him the whole time. And then Steed realizes Ed has a little bit of food in his beard. And so he's trying to get it. Instead, Steed's like, no, let me just get it for you. And Lucius is like, oh, my God, this is happening. Like, what am I? I'm, I don't know what I'm watching right now, but I think I know what I, what is happening here. It's like, I'm pretty sure they're all flirting with each other, but... <laughs> Unfortunately, an ember falls out of the fire and hits the map and sets it on fire. (laughs) So uh, back at the church, we find out that Nana is the one who taught Jim their knife work and stealth and all that stuff because um, they're meant to go out and get revenge on the men who killed their family. So you get some of Jim's backstory. There was this gang called the Siete Gallos. They killed the family for basically no reason at all because they show up and just like start eating their oranges. And the dad's like, I mean, you can you can have them if you you can have a few if you want. It's not that big of a deal. And then he just stabs him. It's uh-huh. like, what the heck? He didn't even do anything. Yeah. So um, anyway, Jim reveals that uh, they've only killed one of the gang, which was Spanish Jackie's husband. So Nana is very disappointed. Now that Steed's map is just in scraps, he's he still kind of wants to go on, but Ed is like, dude, it, it's over. Let's just go back to the ship. And Lucius has a little talk with him. He's like, look, Steed created this whole adventure to impress you. You like him. He likes you. Just shut up and let him have his, his fun time, you know? So he's like, all right, fine. So he goes back over to Steed and they continue their little adventure. Jim tells their story to Olawandu, Olawandu, Olawande, and says that Nana's the, the only family they have left. And Olu's like, well, I could be family. And so they're about to kiss and here comes Steed. <laughs> it's like, get out of here, Steed. <laughs> they were about to Kiss. But Steed thinks that the map is leading to Jim's family's tree, so he starts digging up underneath it and he finds this rock. But it's not actually a rock, it's a petrified orange. <laughs> so he tosses it to Jim, and since technically it's their land, and Jim's like, no, nah, I don't really want it, and passes it back. And they're like, finders keepers, you know. And Steed's like, oh good, I didn't want to give it to you anyway. <laughs> because it's it's his new favorite thing. Uh-huh. So they leave. Olu's about to leave too, but Jim is going to stay behind because they feel like they need to go ahead and try to kill those other guys. So uh, they all head back with the oranges and everything on the ship. Steed and Ed decide that they're going to be co-captains. And then we go over to Spanish Jackie's bar. Izzy is still complaining about Steed. He's probably been complaining for like a whole episode worth of time. (laughs) And here come the English Navy men. Jackie's not happy that they're there, but she listens to what the Admiral has to say. And then they make a deal to give up Steed. Uh-oh, not good. Not looking good for Steed. So the next episode, the crew are sleeping out on deck. Buttons is playing his flute. He's bathing naked in the moon glow. And Carl is there, of course, his seagull friend. And he hears something. There's a dinghy down below. And the guy on it is asking for Blackbeard. And Steed wakes up to the sounds of cannons. He comes out, there's Blackbeard with some strange guy in like a, looks like a Western outfit kind of thing. He looks a little (laughs) bit like Sam Elliott. He's Mm -hmm. got like the mustache and everything. But it's Calico Jack. Mm -hmm. Calico Jack, who is played by... Will Arnett. Yes, it's Will Arnett. Uh, He was an old shipmate of Blackbeard. And they're shooting cannons at this 
antique armoire that uh, Steed had. He's like, oh, okay. Um, I wasn't planning on <laughs> destroying that, but okay. <laughs> so now that Jim has gone off to do his their revenge thing, Olu's sad. He's like, I don't want to have the room anymore because they had the room together. So he's moved all of his stuff out of there. And the Swede and Frenchie run off because they're like, okay, whoever gets their first gets first dibs on the room. But Wee John trips the Swede. And he's like, okay, that means I'm your roommate, right? So Frenchie's like, yeah, got it. So they're going to be room people. Not roommates, but room people. <laughs> so Geraldo, Jackie's husband, is at confession. But it's not a priest, it's Jim. And Jim beats him up takes him hostage. Jack ends up telling Steed about all these terrible things that Ed did when they were sailing together and everything. Like, set a whole ship on fire and everything. And it's like, oh, so Ed Ed hasn't killed anybody, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, he, he brings out the worst in Ed and Steed does not like him. But he's trying to be polite anyway. They go out, they do whippies where they're just basically whipping each other. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what is this guy? Frenchie and Wee John decorate their little room. They have a sitting nook. It's real cute. And uh, the rest of the crew seem to like Jack, except for, of course, Steed. And he's really passive aggressive towards Steed. It's like, <laughs> are you sure you're not an, arist- an aristocrat? But so Steed's like, okay, so what happened to your ship and your crew if you're such a great pirate, you know? And he's like, oh, they mutinied. So he starts crying and the crew's like, what the heck? You made him cry. <laughs> he's like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that's what had happened. I mean, I guess I could have could have guessed, you know, but anyway, so Ed tells Steed, he's like, you guys have more in common than you think. And so Steed's like, well, if you like him, I guess there must be a reason. So he goes up, he's going to try to cheer up Jack. And he's like, we'll take you wherever you want to go. And so he's like, I want to go to Blind Man's Cove. And he's like, all right, we'll do that. And then he calls Steve, Steve, (laughs) he calls Steed, Steve. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my gosh, this guy. (laughs) So they, of course, they have whippies. They do yardies where they walk across the yard arm and jump off. Except Roach jumps off and he misses the side of, or he misses going off the side of the ship. He just hits the side of the ship. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh. But he's fine, I guess. (laughs) He shows up later. (laughs) They have like a turtle. They go to like, when they're at Blind Man's Cove, There's they go to the beach. They have a a fight between a crab and a turtle with a knife strapped to its back. (laughs) It's like, <laughs> All kinds of crazy stuff. They're taking bets to see who's going to win. They uh, throw coconuts at each other's heads. There's just, it's like, I don't know what's going on with these people. Then back at, uh, with Jim's story, uh, Jim goes to see Spanish Jackie. And of course, they have Geraldo with them. And Jackie just immediately shoots Geraldo. And it's like, I don't really care. <laughs> so they start fighting, but then they decide, you know what? Let's just have drinks instead. <laughs> so they just sit down and talk it out. Then Steed and Jack are peeing in the bamboo forest together and talking. <laughs> and he's basically asking, you know, if if uh, Ed and Steed are having a dalliance or whatever. Because he's been with Ed in the past. And he's like, oh, did I hit a nerve? <laughs> he's such a little jerk. But so he's basically, you know, he's like Blackie. Blackie? Well, he calls him Blackie. He's Blackbeard's ex, pretty much. So. Hmm. This is the whole trope of the ex shows up. Yeah. So he's like, you don't know Blackbeard as well as you think you, yes, well as you think you do. And Steed's like, I think it's the opposite. I think you don't know him as well as you think you do. So anyway, Jack ends up peeing on Steed's boots. <laughs> Steed just walks away. He's like pissed off. He's like, I'm going back to the ship. No, he's pissed on. Yeah, that's true. He's pissed off and pissed on. So yeah, he goes back to the ship. Ed tries to stop him, but he's like, yeah, I don't want to be around. I don't want to be around Jack. So Jim and Jackie are talking and uh, they find out that Geraldo is actually one of the gang members that 
they were looking for. So that's two of them dead now. (laughs) And Jackie tries to talk Jim into not going the revenge route anymore because it'll just, being that angry will just make you age faster. Because she's like, how old do you think I am? And Jim's like, I don't know, 50? She's like, 25. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think that, I think that Leslie Jones is 50 in real life. Probably. (laughs) That was kind of funny. And And Jim's like, You look good. (laughs) Oh, man. So that night, Steed wakes up because there's all these noises going on on the deck. The crew are up there whipping things again. (laughs) They're doing whippies again. But Buttons comes over and he complains because he's like, some of us are trying to bask in moon glow. (laughs) So uh, they're like, okay, well, we should probably call it a night. And of course, Jack's like, no, no, let's keep going. And so he just starts like randomly whipping things. And he hits Carl and he kills Carl the seagull. Mm -hmm. So... Carl's dead and the crew's like oh that's not good (laughs) and Buttons comes up and he's like he's did so he comes up and he's like a hex upon ye (laughs) so he just starts hexing Jack and then Steed shows up and he's like get off my ship so he's like alright fine I didn't want to be here anyway so he starts heading off and he's like who's coming with me and everybody else is like "Mm, no (laughs) and he's like Ed I saved your life he used the old I saved your life card on him. So he's like, all right, fine, I'll go with you. So it's just Ed and Jack leaving. And Steed's, you know, he's like, why you're leaving? He's like, yeah, this is who I am. Do you see me now? And he just leaves. So Steed's sad. Oluwandu, why do I keep saying Oluwandu? Mm. Olu keeps uh, thinking, Oluwande tries to room with Frenchie and Weejon, of course. But they're like, "Mm, no. Sorry, you can't sleep here. So he ends up sleeping on the couch in the captain's quarters instead. The next morning, Ed wakes up. He's on the beach. Jack's trying to whip fish for (laughs) breakfast to get some breakfast. Doesn't work, of course. And Steed has been watching them all through the night through a spyglass. (laughs) So Lucius comes in and takes the spyglass from him. And he's like, is it over with Blackbeard? He's like... I think so. So Lucius is like, it's okay. I'm fantastic with breakups. So he takes all of Ed's stuff out there. And Ed's like, you didn't put any, put any, any of that yummy lavender soap. And he's like, it's not a care package. <laughs> so he leaves him with all the stuff. And he's like, you know, Steen really liked you. Uh, I just thought you should know that. So he walks off. Buttons is distraught. He's just sitting there crying on the side of the ship. And another bird flies up. Here comes another seagull. And he goes, oh, no. Olivia. (laughs) It's Carl's wife. (laughs) And uh, Carl didn't come home last night. (laughs) She calls Buttons Nathaniel. So Mm -hmm. I guess his name is Nathaniel Buttons. (laughs) And he has to tell her the bad news. So he's like, oh, Olivia, I got some bad news. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, her husband's dead. Can you stop? She's a widow bird. (laughs) So they're going to have a burial at sea for Carl. And Steed also has to tell him that Blackbeard won't be sailing with them any longer. And of course, Black Pete's like, but what if some of us felt like we were more Blackbeard's crew? <laughs> it's like, and somebody goes, read the room. <laughs> He's the worst, but I like him. It's funny. So Jack and Blackbeard are, uh, they're on their little dinghy. They're just pla- paddling away from the cove. And Ed realizes that everything was a setup. Um, Izzy sold out Steed and Jack was just there to get Ed out before the English arrive. So he's pissed off. And because there's no escape from Blind Man's Cove, that's why that's why Jack wanted to go there. So Ed gets pissed off. He, <laughs> he yells at <laughs> yells at Jack. He's like, he's my friend. And it made me think of the, <laughs> he was their <laughs> friend. <laughs> 
And he dives into the water and he swims back to the ship. So Buttons is still there, staring down Jack, still hexing him and everything. And Olivia shows up on the dinghy. And they have this like Western shootout looking (laughs) little thing. And he tries to whip her, but she flies away. And then a cannonball shows up and just blasts him. (laughs) So the English are there and they hit Jack with the cannonball. The next one hits the revenge. It hits like the unicorn at the front. They're under attack. Steed's panicking, but Ed shows up and he's like, hoist up the white flag. So they're going to surrender. The English show up. They come on board. They take them all captive. And they're down on the ground right next to each other. And Steed's like, you came back. And Ed says, never left. And then he winks at him. And then it pans out. And you can see they're just like on the ground together. But Ed moves his foot over to touch Steed. (laughs) It's like, oh, cute. It's a little foot nudge. So the next episode, the crew are questioned by... Chauncey badminton. They deny that piracy was even happening. (laughs) (laughs) Then Steed freaks out when he's being questioned because he uh, sees Chauncey, but when he sees him, he sees Nigel because, of course, they're twins. And he's like, oh my gosh, I forgot that you were twins. I mean, our twins. (laughs) So have you seen Nigel lately? (laughs) So he pretends he doesn't know anything about it, about the murder. Um, Up on deck, Lucius has Steed's journal under his shirt, and Black Pete's like, you've got to get rid of that. And he's like, I know. (laughs) So French She's like, it's okay. I can, I was born for this. I was born for this kind of espionage. I can throw it overboard. So he gives it to Frenchie. Frenchie jumps up, runs off and immediately trips and falls. And the book goes flying and a soldier grabs it. And Frenchie's like, oh, it's just fanfic that I wrote about my captain. (laughs) Oh, so of course, Chauncey reads the account of what Steed said happened, but he doesn't believe it. He's like, oh, thank goodness. He's like, because Blackbeard already confessed to the murder. So Steed, of course, is like, well, you know, he didn't do it. He he can't let Blackbeard take the fall for it. So he confesses. They hold this tribunal on board. They accuse uh, Blackbeard of piracy and everything, but they're like, but we're going to release you into the custody of Izzy Hands because apparently he's pledged to serve the crown. So you're free to go. But Steed, of course, is sentenced to death by a firing squad. And Ed protests. And Steed's like, no, no, it has to happen. I have to pay for all the hurt and all the things all the people that I've hurt and everything. So they blindfold him. They're getting ready to shoot him. And he doesn't want to die, though. He's like, I don't want to die. Blackbeard punches Izzy because he's like, you sold us out. The crew, they don't want to watch as Steed dies. So they're all kind of looking away. But then Ed realizes that he can maybe save him. So he calls for an act of grace. He's like, yeah, what he said. <laughs> so it shows King George like months earlier. He proclaims that any pirate who gives up his life of piracy to become a member of the English Navy in their fight against the Spanish will be pardoned. So he's like, okay. Steve's like, two acts of grace, please. <laughs> <laughs> so they give Blackbeard the act, an act of grace. But Badminton's like, he's like, sorry, it doesn't apply to Steed because he's not a real pirate. So Lucius jumps up and he reads from the journal. And it's the very first the thing that happened in the very first episode where they stole the plant. And that <laughs> That was the first act of piracy. And so legally that makes him a pirate. And so all the officers other than badminton agree about it. And also the other uh, two of the other officers that are there are the two hostages that were there in the earlier episodes. So badminton's not happy about it. And he starts threatening everybody, but they like take him down. And he's like, why do they, why, why are they so loyal to you or whatever? And so he's like, I, it's probably because of my positive 
management style or whatever. It's like we talk it through and then they all go as a crew. So it comes back. Yay. Cause they're all Yay. like a nice little family now. Uh-huh. So Steed and Ed have to sign the act of grace. And of course, Ed only signs with an X because he can't write. Uh-huh. He doesn't know how to sign his own name. Um, and they're sent to a privateer Academy. You taste great. Obviously they're sent to a privateer Academy. This is where Steed finds out that he's legally dead. And he's not sure if Mary thinks he's dead or just declared him dead for spite. (laughs) But honestly, neither one would surprise him. So he looks over at Ed and Ed has shaved his beard. He's not Blackbeard anymore. Uh So it surprises him. And he's like, yeah, it wasn't regulation. So I had to get rid of the beard. And he's like, and there's no plan for escape. You know, I'm just, I'm fine. You know, um, everything's relaxing here and I'm I'm good with that. And Steed's like, this is weird. I gotta go. (laughs) So he just walks out. Izzy is now captain of the Revenge. Crew's not happy about it, but you know, they don't really have a choice. And he's just lording over everybody. Very annoying. Uh, Steed goes out. He's sitting next to the beach on a cliff. And he's thinking about his family. Ed comes out there to join him. And he's like, you know, uh, he's, well, Steed asks him, you know, how are you taking this so well? He's like, well, it's nice to just take a load off. Just be Edward for once. And he's not sure if he even wants to go back to the way it was before. He's like, I just want to do what makes Ed happy. And so Steed's like, well, what makes Ed happy? (laughs) And so he's like, well, for the past few weeks or months or whatever, just hanging out, you know, all that stuff. It's been the best time of my life. So what makes Ed happy is you. And he kisses him. (laughs) And Steed kisses him back. And he's like, you make Steed happy. And they decide that they're going to run away together. And they're going to get new names. And they're just going to be together. It's going to be great. And then back on the Revenge, all the crew are there. Except for Black Pete. They're ready to mutiny against uh, against Izzy. And they're going to make Oluwande the captain. And everybody's like, yep, that sounds good. Oluwande would be a great captain. So that's the plan. And then... Back at the privateering academy, Steed is in bed. Ed comes to tell him, you know, I'm going to go get a dinghy for us. I'm going to meet you out there in two hours, get some sleep. This guy over here is going to wake you up and take you down there. And unfortunately, the person that wakes him up is Chauncey Badminton. He's (laughs) there. He's drunk. He's out for revenge. He takes Steed out. He tells him that he ruins everything around him. He ruined Nigel. He ruined his own family. He even took down Blackbeard, the best pirate in the world or whatever. And Steed's like, yeah, I am a monster. (laughs) Everything you said is true. So Chauncey is about to shoot him, but he trips on a root and he falls to the ground. He shoots his own face. So whoops, there goes another one. So and Steed. Steed screams, and it is the... It's it's supposed to be a comedy, but <laughs> when he screams, it's just like, yikes, I felt that. <laughs> so, Ed sits there on the dock waiting for Steed, and he just never shows up. So, he leaves. He gets uh, back on the revenge. They have Izzy tied up. They're about to throw him overboard when Ed shows up, and he asks for tea in his room, and he just walks away, and they're all like, wait, where's his beard? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> So then, of course, Steed arrives back home in Barbados and Mary's there with some people. He's like, I'm home. Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) So then we get to the last episode. So Mary has been living her best life as a widow. She even has like a widow's club and everything. Uh, Kristen Johnston, is that her name? From Third Rock from the Sun is there. She's like wearing an eye patch. She's like (laughs) the cool, the cool widow. And then here comes Steed walking in. (laughs) Mary doesn't want him there. His kids don't even really care that he's home. Mm -hmm. Uh, His son even thinks that Doug is his dad. Mm -hmm. Doug, who is Mary's painting instructor. Tim Heidecker, who I loathe. 
Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you saw him in there, you're like, oh, oh God. It's this guy. Yeah. So he's not very welcome at home anymore. And of course, Blackbeard is depressed. Uh, but good news, Jim's back. So there we go. And uh, they're in the old room they shared with Oluwande. Olu shows up and he's like, you're back. And then they just start kissing. <laughs> so it's like, yay. <laughs> so Mary is showing Steed all of her paintings. And Doug shows up and is talking about there's going to be a show for the widow bonnet. And Steed's like, but you're not really a widow anymore, are you? <laughs> it's like, mm, I think I'll keep the name because it sounds good. <laughs> But yeah, he's not, he's, Steve is just, things are not looking up for him right now. Yeah. So Lucius goes, uh, goes to Ed because he asked for him. Ed is hiding in a blanket fort in the captain's quarters. He asks Lucius to write down some lyrics because he's written a song. And it's clear that he's just not doing well. <laughs> he even starts crying in it. And Lucius is trying to like give him advice and everything. Steed is walking around the house and he finds the family portrait that he, they had painted. And someone has just painted over him. So he's just like a black <laughs> spot against, you know, it's like, here, this is just a wall instead of Steed. So it's like he never even existed existed there. He, he sits alone at the table and he eats dinner by himself with his little um, his little petrified orange sitting on the other end of the table. Then he goes out and he catches Mary and Doug together in her painting studio. So the next morning he confronts her and everything. She's like, you know what? Okay, you're here. We're married, but I'm not letting you destroy the life that I that I created while you were gone. So she's like, I'm not doing it. So she just leaves <laughs> Lucius walks in on Oluwande and Jim in bed together. And they're like, did you not see the tie on the door or whatever? And he's like, I don't know what that means. So, but he wanted to come tell him that the captain wanted everybody on deck for something. So they go up to deck. He's... Ed is debuting his new song. It's all about pain and death, of course. <laughs> he And after it's done, he decides that they should have a talent show because there are so many talented people on board this ship. <laughs> Everyone's excited, except for Izzy, of course. Of course. Izzy uh, confronts Blackbeard about how he's changed. He's like, I served Blackbeard, not Edward. And so he's trying to get him to be more like Blackbeard, of course. Uh, Steed goes out. He meets up with some old friends. And they want to hear all about his pirate life and everything. And so he realizes that it's changed him. He's murdering people has changed him. <laughs> he gets real drunk. He shows up at Mary's art show. He even threatens Doug there. And then that night after, uh, after the show, while he's asleep, Mary comes in with a skewer and tries to he's she's about to just like push it through his ear but he wakes up just in time and he's Who's like just in time stop <laughs> and so he, he's like you were gonna murder me and she's like yeah i was he's like why didn't you do this and she's like well you know a gun would have woken up the children and i thought about smothering you but that would have been too hard and everything so she's like i thought this was just gonna be the easiest way <laughs> So he's like, I don't really fit in here anymore, do I? And she's like, no. So she's like, I'm sorry about Doug. And he's like, no, it's okay. He's a nice guy and everything. And he's like, so how does it feel to be in love? And so she starts talking about it. And she's like, it's it's just comfortable and everything. It's, it's easy. And so he realizes that... He's in love with Ed, and he never uh -huh. figured it out until till now. <laughs> and so after she finishes talking, she's like, I hope you find that. And he's like, I think I have. So she asks, what's her name? He says, Ed. 
His name is Ed, and she hugs him because she's just so happy for him. So, yay, they get to actually be friendly for once. Mm -hmm. So, unfortunately, Ed is back on the boat. He's got his little red silk handkerchief thing. He's remembering Steed. And then he lets it go, and it floats away on the wind. Mm. And Lucius comes out and he's like, okay, well, we're, um, we're, uh, we've been working on the whole, uh, talent show thing and we think that this is going to be good. And he realizes that Ed is kind of not really all there. And he's like, Ed, are you okay? And Ed just pushes him overboard. Yeah. <laughs> and you can hear him screaming for help and he just, Ed just goes inside and everybody mm-hmm. is like, Lucius is not dead. There's no way. <laughs> he cannot be dead. <laughs> so. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, because he does not show up again. No. And the actor who plays him, Nathan Fode, has been... He Sometimes he acts like he'll be back for season two, and sometimes he acts like he won't, so <laughs> nobody can really tell. <laughs> and so, like, everybody right now is starting to show up in New Zealand, because that's where they're going to be filming. They're going to start filming in probably, like, a week or so uh-huh. on the next season. And so everybody's like, who all's there? <laughs> so I know, I know that Samba, who plays Roach, is there. Uh, Buttons is there. I cannot think of his name right now. Vico, who plays Jim, is already there. I feel like there's somebody else. Maybe Christian, Hodor, Wee John. They're all there. And of course, Reese is there because, you know, he has a house there. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> He's from New Zealand. But yeah, they're all starting to arrive. And so, oh, I think Con O'Neill is there too. So everybody's just like, who's who's going to be showing up next? <laughs> just on the lookout. So yeah, very exciting. But there's a theory that because um, when uh, when Steed was showing Ed his auxiliary wardrobe, he was like, yeah, I made several um, secret re- r- secret rooms and passages all throughout the ship. So people were like, okay, Lucius is hiding out somewhere in the ship. <laughs> that better be with the case, because if he's dead, I'm going to be so mad. Because <laughs> he's like one of my favorite characters. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he pushes him overboard. He goes back inside. He puts on all of his leather clothes again because he's been just wandering around in Steed's robe and stuff. And he um, he doesn't have his beard anymore, but he has like some coal or whatever. And he puts it, puts black on his growing beard and around his eyes. So he just looks real different. And then he goes off and he finds Izzy and he cuts off Izzy's little toe and he makes him eat it. And he's like, if you ever threaten me again, I'll make you eat the other ones too. So he's back. He's back as Blackbeard. Then he has the crew throw all of Steed's books overboard. And I was like, no, those books. I hate it. So yeah, everything's looking real bad on the revenge. Uh-huh. And then to top it all off, they're getting ready for the talent show. And Izzy's like, yeah, we uh, Ed wants to do it on this island here. Uh-huh. And puts them on the island and then just rows off. Uh-huh. And they leave. They're, rem- they're marooned on an island. Yeah. Not good. And the only ones that are not on the island are, of course, Lucius, who was thrown overboard, Uh Jim, and Frenchie, because Jim is really good with knives, so I guess he wants him on... I guess he wants them on the crew, Uh and Frenchie is good at sewing and is going to make Blackbeard's new flag. Yeah. So, uh uh-oh. And also, 
he has broken up all of the the big relationships and friendships too. Yeah. Because Lucius is not there anymore, so Lucius and Black Pete aren't together. Uh-huh. Jim and Olawande aren't together. Uh-huh. And Frenchie and Wee John, the room people, are not together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, if no if I can't be happy, no one can. <laughs> oh no. So Steed has decided that he's going to fake his own death. So they need a corpse. So they go over to the widow's house. The widow what I can't never remember what her name is. Evelyn yeah. is pretty sure her name is Evelyn. Goes over to her house because her dad, her dad, her husband was the like mortician or whatever. So they're like, we need a corpse about Steed's size. <laughs> <laughs> so they have their corpse. The kids help him fix every like fix tear clothing and stuff for the corpse. Uh, his daughter has split the petrified orange in half so that he can have one half and she'll, she'll keep the other so that they can look at it and remember each other, which is really sweet. So once they have all of the elements in place, they go to town and uh also forgot to say that evelyn has a pet jaguar (laughs) that um is gonna be part of the shenanigans (laughs) so they go off to town steed shows up with flowers to apologize to mary because he's like i'm sorry i ruined your art show and everything and then suddenly they go oh it's the escaped jungle cat and here comes (laughs) ned the cat Steed has like a raw piece of chicken in his pocket and shows uh-huh. it to it. And they go off into a building together and makes it sound like they're fighting in there and everything while the cat's just over there eating that chicken. Yeah. Doesn't care what's going on. <laughs> so they have like a, a bucket of pig's blood or something. He's just splashing it on himself to make it look like he's been hurt and everything. <laughs> so he walks out and he's like, it's okay. I fought the beast in one and everything. And they're like, Steed, look out for that carriage. And a carriage comes and hits him. Or he pretends that it uh-huh. hits him. And while there's all of this, like, dust from... While the dust is settling from the carriage, he pulls the corpse out of the carriage and jumps in himself. And the carriage rolls off, rolling over <laughs> the dead body. <laughs> and so he's made it safely away. And then suddenly they're... Because they're, they're like, oh, he might still... He might have made it through that. But then a piano falls. <laughs> It's the most ridiculous thing because earlier when they were getting ready to, when they were going through town, there were these guys who were holding up a piano and mm-hmm. they're like, do we need to like put it into the building? And they're like, no, we were only paid to just have it to like <laughs> hoist it up. <laughs> so immediately it's like, okay, there's something going on with that piano. <laughs> so yeah, he's dead. Steed is now dead. Mm-hmm. And so Mary's like, well, you know, he had been sick for a while and everything. So he wasn't going to last long anyway. And so now Steed's dead. He's, yep. he's able to go off and do whatever he wants. So he heads out to sea in a dinghy. And then we go back to the revenge. Frenchie hoists up the new flag, which is this same flag, except at the very bottom of it, there's like one little attachment that is just a broken heart, I think. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. <laughs> so, um, but that is like supposedly Blackbeard's real flag. Mm. Don't know if it actually was, but <laughs> that's what they say was his flag. Yeah. So um, Blackbeard goes back to his empty cabin because he's, you know, thrown everything out and he cries while he looks at the picture of the lighthouse Mm. or the painting of the lighthouse. So it's like, oh, he he is still sad about it. He's Ed is still in there. Mm -hmm. Then down over there on the island, Buttons looks over and sees the Swede laying there and his butt's looking real juicy, (laughs) apparently, because he takes out his, he calls them his summer teeth. (laughs) <laughs> because some are teeth and some ain't, but because uh, some of them are like wooden and everything. But mm-hmm. he puts in his teeth and he's going to go cannibalize the Swede, I guess. <laughs> and the Swede realizes it. And so basically he's being chased around the island by buttons and roach. 
<laughs> because Roach has his knives and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Olu happens to look out because he sees something in the distance. And he pulls out the spyglass and he looks out there and it's a dinghy. And it's Steed. He's mm-hmm. there. And that's how it ends. How he found them, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> there are so many instances where it's like, how did anybody find anybody out there on the yeah. open sea? You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> you just go with the flow, you know? Come on. Mm-hmm. So that's it. So will they get back together? Probably. Most likely. (laughs) If they don't, I think there'll be a lot of mad people. (laughs) Will Izzy get to have a redemption arc? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people hate Izzy. I think the more that I've watched it, the more I like Izzy. But I, no. I still, he still annoys me. Yeah, some too. But Calico Jack is the one that I hate the most. So. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's the worst. <laughs> so, anyway. But that is, that is That's, Our Flag Means Death. Our That's flag the means death. first season. Hopefully the second season will come out soon. Like I said, <laughs> they're about to start filming it. Mm-hmm. And they got to do all this stuff. All the necessary stuff. So sometime next year, hopefully. Please. HBO Max doesn't crater. Oh, my God. I swear. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. All right. That's my favorite show. That's your favorite show. <laughs> I left so much stuff out. Did you? <laughs> yes. I could talk about this thing for days, literally. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. I know. It was a lot. <laughs> well, so for our snack... You made a cake. I did. What would what cake is this you made? So the cake I made was the 40 orange glaze cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although it didn't take 40 oranges. <laughs> I was told that it would only take about 8 oranges. Yeah. It took about 13. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it took 12. Yeah, 12. It was a nightmare <laughs> to make. <laughs> it it was, took a lot of work from you. Yeah. I started working on it Thursday. Yes, Thursday night, uh, which I didn't do a lot Thursday night. I just made some candied oranges, which took a long time anyway, because it took like an hour and a half just to make those. Uh-huh. And then Friday, I was like, oh, I'll start on the cake. Maybe I can have it finished by, you know, 10 o'clock. Uh-huh. No. no. <laughs> I had the cake part of it made by 10 o'clock yeah and some of the other elements made by 10 o'clock but it was not put together (laughs) it was not put together until saturday morning (laughs) when i had to make the rest of the stuff it was so much it's so funny because the guy uh because the guy who plays roach samba um he is the one who came up with the recipe for it because he also likes to bake on the side and so he posted his his recipe to it or for it to Instagram. And that was the recipe I was following. And it was like, it'll take about three hours. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) I don't know how long it took me to actually do the whole thing, which he didn't do. He used store-bought. Store-bought? He used (laughs) store-bought candy oranges, but Mm. candied oranges. Yeah. And I did them myself, but um, because if I had bought them, they would have been like 20-something dollars, and Mm -hmm. I was not spending that kind of money. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) So when I could just do it myself with some sugar and some water and some oranges. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was quite the ordeal, but I did get it finished and it looked really good. It did. It looked great. But did it taste good? (laughs) (laughs) Did it taste as good as it looked? I say yes, it did. It was really good. I liked it a lot. I was kind of disappointed in it. Really? Yeah, because I feel like I messed up the cake part of it. Oh, the cake was good. Um, it was okay. It's just, I feel like it should have been fluffier. I don't know. I thought it was just fine. Okay. Well, I'm, I don't know. I really did love the buttercream frosting though. That yeah. was my favorite part of it. 
It was really good. And I was I surprisingly liked the candied oranges. Because the thing is, I made this as my birthday cake. <laughs> I don't really even like oranges that much. <laughs> but I was like, but I yeah. have to make this cake. <laughs> I like orangey desserts like this, like orangey yeah. pastries and stuff. I think they're good. Yeah. And this even reminded me of somebody made something that I tried a lot. When I was a kid, maybe. Maybe my grandmother. Hmm. I don't know. But it had oranges in it, too. And I really loved those. I like those cookies with the those orange candies in them. Mm-hmm. Those are great. Yeah. So this was... I loved it. Well, good. I think it would have been better. I, I think if I could have made the cake better, it would have been really good. That was really the only part that kind of disappointed me. Like I said, I think it wasn't as fluffy as it was supposed to be. I don't know how I messed up, but I know there were several steps that I could have gone wrong <laughs> so it was one of those i don't know so sponge cake's not really like super fluffy yeah but i feel like a fluffier cake would have worked better with it but i don't know i don't know i think what i'm gonna do at some point is just make like a regular not a sponge cake but a, just a regular kind of cupcakes mm. and um maybe do the buttercream and maybe a few other little parts like the Maybe the cream in the middle with the oranges, put mm-hmm. that in there, put that, that like good. inside of mm-hmm. the cupcake and then have the buttercream on top. See, honestly, the buttercream was my least favorite. Oh my God. Yeah. I loved the buttercream. I liked everything else a whole lot more. Wow. I thought it was good. Okay. Don't get me wrong, but like if I was picking parts, I liked surprisingly. Well, I think I like it, liked it the most because it was the thing that tasted the most like orange to me. Wow. Okay. But I don't know. <laughs> different strokes, different folks. And uh, I would probably not put the glaze on there at all yeah it was fine but oh my gosh it was the worst thing to try to cook (laughs) yeah i don't know why that was so bad but it was like everything it was like everything that could go wrong for it just (laughs) kept going wrong like can you can one thing work correctly please because it's like do this for five to eight minutes and like it's not doing what it's supposed to do come on what is happening so yeah Yeah. it was i will never make it again (laughs) i'm just gonna say that now enjoy it while we can Mm -hmm. so yeah but it was it was an experience that's for sure (laughs) um so i would not rate it as highly as you would probably (laughs) what are you gonna rate it because i'm giving it okay a tad. <laughs> no. I loved it. There's it was no good. way. There's no way. It was really good. I really liked it. Even the buttercream? Even the buttercream. I, I did not like the buttercream. Okay. I'm just saying it was my least favorite part. Because I was going to give it like a six. <laughs> oh my God. It's definitely not a six. That's that's just that's just me. <laughs> There's no way it's a six. It's really good. Fine. I'll give it a seven. Okay. I'll bump it up one just All because. Right, you better. Just because you said I can't give it a six. That's right. You can't. I won't allow it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well. Well, I'm glad that I can't give my true opinion on my podcast anymore. God. Well, I mean, you did, but I just don't appreciate it. had to be it. vetoed. Okay. You were attacking somebody I love, so I don't take kindly to it. Well, guess what? I was attacking somebody I love, too, so. Wilson? No. You're not the only one here who loves me. <laughs> so how was her <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Yeah, this is something that we can't be like. So, how about this? Are you um, are you a fan of Our Flag Means Death? Yes. If you are, have you tried to make the orange, the forty orange glaze cake yourself? Mm-hmm. How did it turn out? What's your secret? Yeah did did it turn out the way it was supposed to? Mm-hmm. Well, you can let us know on Twitter at Having Fun Cast or on Facebook at Having Fun Pod. 
Or you can send us an email at havingfunpod at gmail.com. So go out there, have some orange cake, and have fun, and we will see you next week. Goodbye! (laughs) Bye!